Welcome to The Liberating Secret with your host, author and teacher, Sylvia Pierce. The Liberating Secret is dedicated to revealing the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the only hope of glory. Let's join Sylvia Pierce for today's lesson. Welcome to The Liberating Secret. My name is Sylvia Pierce. So glad to be with you today. I've, give, I've been giving my testimony. I think I've done about four or five programs just walking through my testimony. I've been teaching, oh, on the TV and radio probably for about 10 years now. I haven't really given the fullness of my testimony, so I thought it was about time. So I'm sure, you know, it might interest some of you to, to realize how, how did I get where I am? How do I... How do I know what I know? <laughs> well, I say I don't know what I know, but the Holy Spirit knows and He speaks through me. That's how I say it. So, um, but <clears throat> I told you last time that I was going to share about my own marriage with my precious husband, Scott, who is um, 72. I'm 70. We've been married 51 years, long time. So uh, most people look at us today and think, oh, you're such a precious couple and blah, blah, blah. You never argue, fight, or no, have no problems. Well, you know, that's idealistic thinking and idealistic, uh, idealistically hoping that that will happen in everybody else's life. That's why they think that way. But we just had our 50th wedding anniversary party last, uh, it was in August the 6th last year. And, um, and a lot of people came. People, people came from our old neighborhood and people from our church and our, our you know, different um, groups that we've known through the years. And uh, people from out of town came. So it was a great party. Well, um, you know, we, we, we were gonna say a word about our marriage. Of course, everybody does before we dance together like you do when you first get married. Okay, so, this is what I said, and, this, and I'm going to tell you what my husband said. This is not normal to say these kind of things. I said to um, the audience, I said, um, you know, there was a time in our marriage that I thought the only way that I could truly be a free person was when my husband would die. <laughs> and I started picturing him in a casket. Everybody looked at me like, how can you say this in front of your children? And how could you confess such a thing? Well, I'm telling you, I think, I think there's a lot of people. Even Billy Graham's wife said, would you ever divorce Billy Graham? And he said, she said, no, I might have wanted him dead, but I didn't divorce him. <laughs> I knew, I knew that wasn't an option. Well, I knew divorce wasn't an option either. I'd been there, done there, like you said, like we say, get the, I got the t-shirt, didn't want to go there again. So I was in there for the long haul. But because I centered all my life and my self-worth and um, around my husband, who was pretty darn controlling, he was, he was actually a control freak, I would say. 
he was so controlling. He was going to control me and tell me in every way how to live. Okay, so, but, but the Lord was faithful to me because the Lord said to me, Sylvia, you've got the wrong person in the casket. It's not him that has to die. It's you that has to die to the way you see him. And I'm like, wow, whoa, how did I see him? I saw him. I was just looking at him, at his control, at the very, his anger, at, you know, all the things, you know, all the limitations I felt like I could not have. And actually, I was much more of a victim, had more, much more of a victim complex and wanted to blame him for everything. See, we kind of, when we're victims, we kind of like it that other people control us. And then when it doesn't work out, we can always blame them. We don't ever have to take responsibility. So I had that, I did it during our married life have that mentality. And the very fact that I was trying to make him uh, line up to what I thought would be a perfect husband so that I, it was basically self-centered, so that I wouldn't have to suffer, so that I could have more peace and, he, and I could be free. You see, that's all self-centered stuff. And God had to break that off of me, and he did it through my dark time. But we have momentarily, we have relapses along the way where we think, if he was only dead, maybe I could be freer. Then the Lord said, now wait a minute. You're the one that has, you got the wrong person in the casket. <laughs> You've got to be in the casket. You've got to die to how you see him. Okay, now this is the labor of faith because there's a part of us, we don't like this. It's so much easier to run. It's so much easier to just find somebody else. It's so much easier to, you know, go whine to your friends and get them to all join in with your misery. It's so easy to, to, to do that. And it's not easy to look at yourself. It's the last thing you want to look at. But the Lord forced me into looking at me. Well, at that same party, my precious husband, Scott, this was his uh, commentary of our marriage after 50 years. He said, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I thought the only way I could be free is just to leave this woman and give her everything. I see my husband's an electrician. He said, well, I can get a, I could get a job anywhere. I don't have to, I'll give her everything. I'll give her the money. I'll give her the house. I'll give her everything. I'm getting out of here. And he said, he got in his truck and he got maybe to the end of the driveway, but God was faithful. He was, he's been faithful to us. What can we say? And he said, you can go. That's you can, you can, you, you, that's an option. You can do it but you're gonna take your problems with you because your problems are not your wife. The problems are inside of you. So what did God do? The way that God healed us as a couple was cause us to realize that the only real problems we have is how we see a thing. Now, I'm not saying there's no real grounds for divorce because there are, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what's really gonna, if you've got a marriage and you want it to work, you're going to have to start with yourself now. And as soon as you start looking and pointing your finger at somebody else, I mean, we all know the old cliche. You've got three fingers pointing back at yourself. So the way for healing is not to point out, but to see what God says about you. Well, most people say, I can't look at myself. I'll just be too, too condemned. Well, 
when you know um, when Christ is your life and you're truly walking in the Spirit, you can say, okay, yeah, all right, it's the way I'm seeing my husband. Okay, now I realized the way I was seeing myself crippled me. And the way out was to start declaring what God said about me. And that's what healed me. Ah, now I found a way. Now I saw. And so instead of trying to fix, change, or rearrange him so that I wouldn't have pain, I, I knew that would never work. He would never let me in the first place. I say the greatest thing I ever got was a man that was a true man. He was not going to let me control him. Now, he might have tried to control me, but ain't no way was I going to control him. That was perfect for me. Why? Because I had to function another way. I had to learn a new way. I had to learn God's ways. You know, the children of Israel knew God's acts, but Moses had his wisdom. He, Moses, knew God's ways. God was teaching me his ways. All right, well, what was his ways? His way was see him declare who he really is in Christ. Oh, my gosh. He wasn't manifesting it, and he was certainly putting me through the torture chamber. But, man, but stand by faith, you see. Now, this is really spiritual warfare. This is how you're not really warring with flesh and blood. I wasn't really warring with my husband. I was warring with principalities and powers that had my husband in bondage. Now, he was a saved man, but he was not walking in the truth of who he was at all. He didn't even know who he was. He was walking in, I'm going to control my life. I'm going to control my family. I'm going to control. And it's all, control comes out of fear. We're, uh, he's fearful. And actually, I married the same kind of person my mother was out of her fear she was trying to control and had the same, and same kind of anger. So here we are, same scenario. Okay, now the Holy Spirit got my mother saved and got her on the road of, the, of manifesting the Holy Spirit and knowing, knowing the Lord. And I'll tell you another time about her death. Her death was the most magnificent death. And now I, I, I still encourage you to call me and or write me and, and I'll send you my book, The Treasures of Darkness, because I do have some of these stories written in, in there. So, okay. So the first thing that God did was cause me not to be afraid of him. Now, he was going to control us through his anger, and I mean, he had it. It was, it was huge, and it used to scare us all to death. <laughs> we were going to do what he says, because if we didn't, we were going to have to be faced with that anger, and we were all afraid of him. The same thing that happened, I was no longer afraid. That's a miracle, that I was no longer afraid. And I can remember some of the times that would happen. Let me, let me tell you this. Some of the times that would happen, he, I mean, one time I just asked him to do a simple thing and anything that was going on at work, he would carry home and then start blaming me for, you know, one time I said, okay, then I'm the fault of everything. I mean, that was really how he operated. I was his problem all the time. I, I, but but I actually, I took it. Well, I stopped taking it, and one time I made fun of him and said, oh, okay, then I'll be the problem today. I really wasn't taking it. You, know, you can't be that light about it, about the way you react to it if you're taking it. So I stopped taking it. You know, I wasn't condemned anymore. He couldn't get me condemned anymore. If you can't get somebody condemned, you can't get them controlled. Okay, so I was not afraid of him. Jesus' life in me was not, there was no more fear. 
And he just threw a fit over a crazy, it was just insignificant thing. And so he was so angry and his anger would take him over so that he would just be so out of control. He was scared of himself. And at the time he kind of just shoved me out of the room because he, I probably thought I'm going to hit her. If I hit her, I'm liable to kill her because he's that, he was that angry. So I go, I, that hurts. It hurts me. It does hurt me, but I wasn't afraid. I went back into my decision room. I make, I have a room in the back of my house called it my decision room. What's my decision? What am I going to believe? Am I going to believe that that's who he really is? Or am I going to believe that Christ who really lives in him because he was a Christian is that who that's who he really is was I going to believe his true identity or was I going to believe what I saw and what he was manifesting now I'm not justifying what he was manifesting but what was I going to believe was I going to call into being what did not was wasn't even manifested yet now um, let me th while I'm thinking about it I've written a little booklet called what every wife needs to know. And I bring all this out in written form. You might want to write me for that little booklet. I don't have a picture to show you, but look on the internet on, on my website and you will see that little booklet. It's very good. There's a lot of women that are writing for this booklet lately. So I think we all need to know how to stand by faith, you know, stand for our man by faith. And I did. And so I walked back into that room and I said, honey, you know, um, I, I want to tell you something. That's not, this isn't who you are. Christ lives in you. He's the one that, that that's who you really are. What you're, man, what you're doing right now is not who you are. And I want to tell you by that time, and it took about 10, 15 minutes before I made my decision, walked back into the room. He fell to his knees. He says, Mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. See, really the demons just take us over and there we are doing things we don't want to do and that's what Paul was doing in Romans 7 before he knew who he was and I knew that about him I knew he hated that about himself but he couldn't conquer it and he didn't know how to get out of it well there I am saying the truth to him he fell to his knees he says I'm so sorry I said no you don't have to apologize honey I'm not taking it this isn't who you are that's not who you are. Christ, the hope of glory, he's the one that lives in you, and he's who you really are. And I'm telling you, it stunned him. Well, it would happen over and over again. One time he says, I'm not giving you any more money. You're not, you know, and he was going to control the money. And I said, honey, I can't uh, 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 go to meetings and, and, and do things for the Lord without your, your help. So I... I I'm not believing that. That's You really do want to give me money. Now, I couldn't come up with these things. The Holy Spirit would just speak out of me before I knew it. And I want to tell you, within two weeks, he had opened up a savings account to give me money to travel on. And and he he marched out of the room, and he was, you know, red in the face because he didn't know what to say when I said, Honey, of course you want to give me money because I can't really minister to God's people without you're a part, and you're a part of the ministry. Well, he wasn't a part of any ministry. He was a, trying to stop it all, you see. But I was calling that into being and telling him the truth. And as I spoke the truth, the truth set him free. I want you to know. I mean, over and over again, the Holy Spirit would give me these um, answers to say back. And some things happened. I, I, 
I, I won't even say. I'll just let him tell you because I don't want to tell on him. Because I want you to know how, how precious and wonderful man he really is. And, and so I began to call forth who he really was by faith. Now, that's, that's what an intercessor does. Now, did I suffer along the way? You better believe it. It took me a long time to realize that everything that, he, that was coming at me through him was not about him and it was not about me. It was about what God, God was preparing me to know who I was in Christ and preparing, preparing him to know who he really was in Christ. And all of the pain that we discovered as a couple and walking together, we discovered how to believe God's truth about us and how to call into being what does not exist. And I love that verse. It's in um, Romans chapter 4. That's what God says about Abraham. Abraham, you're my friend. And you know what? I believe that we end up being God's friend. Why? Because we know his ways. Because you know how to call into being what does not exist. And of course, Abraham did that by taking his, his precious promised son up to be sacrificed. Now you're my friends. Now I know. And you know, the life of Christ within us is, sac is a sacrificial life. Now, um, it said, there's another verse in Philippians um, chapter 3. It's at verse 10. It says that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that I might be made conformable unto his death. Well, nobody explains these verses to us. So you have to have revelation to really understand it. Now, I had a friend, my precious friend Jenny, said, well, she read that one day, and she says, well, I certainly do want the power of his resurrection, but I don't do suffering. And I think most of us would laugh and probably say that. Well, she would laugh when she would say it today because she has suffered a lot, but through her suffering, she knows the most. I mean, it's through, through suffering it was through suffering that Jesus himself learned obedience by the things that he suffered. So if the perfect man, Jesus, learned obedience, well, what's obedience? Obedience is to see as God sees, the obedience of faith, the obedience of having the single eye of faith and seeing through our circumstances, seeing through what's happening to us and see the single eye of faith and catching the wisdom of what God is going to bring into being in that other person. Now, that's what God has given me and taught me that first on myself, then with my family, then with my children, then it, I wasn't satisfied because I wanted to teach it to God's people, you see. So how in the world could I have a ministry able to, to share these truth with, truths with God's people? I mean, I wasn't equipped as far as I knew. It was hard. I called myself a teacher, a teacher of God's. And as far as I was concerned, I really didn't have the credentials. But I knew what I knew. And I, and I've, and I stand on the, I stand firm on the revelations that God has given me and the inner knowing that I have of, of, of truth of who I am. And I know how, how to function in the inner life. I know about the inner man. I, somebody called me recently and has had some inner revelations and said, I don't know anybody else in Louisville, Kentucky that knows more about how we function inwardly than you do. 
And he said, uh, he said, so I had to call you to see, to check, to get confirmation. Is this right? Is what I'm going through right? And I said, you're absolutely right on. So, and I thought that was a, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to deny that. I do understand about the inner life. I do understand about who we are in spirit. I do understand how we, how, what our soul is and how we function as a spirit, soul, and body. I do understand, and I understand the difference between the outer man that perishes and the inner man that's renewed every day. I do understand the walk of faith. I do understand how we know who we are. I do understand how to be able to transmit that to others. Am I taking credit for that, heavens? No, it's not my understanding. It comes by the revelation and the understanding of Jesus Christ. So that's my credentials. So how then to begin a ministry to the world? I didn't know. I didn't know how to do it. Well, a friend of mine one time came to visit us, our friend Lewis Tucker, and he said, uh, he said, Sylvia, this ministry is going to go to the world. And he's a prophet. So he said that. And I took that. And my son took that. Now, I have a son that has the... Um, the understanding of how uh, he's a computer whiz, really, and he's really self-taught. The Holy Spirit taught him, and he knows how to run computers. He knows how to he he knew how to do everything that I didn't know how to do. And that same son in the early '90s one time called me. He was a, he was a truck driver at the time. Dave. He called me and he says, "Mom, Mom, the Holy Spirit has given me." Uh, uh, given me a prophecy about you. And I said, well, what? What is it? And he said, you're going to be on the radio one of these days. And I said, oh, really? Okay, thanks, Dave. And I hung up and I thought, oh, really? You know, <laughs> so you believe it, but it's like, help, help my unbelief, because I don't know how in the world that could manifest itself. Well, the day came that... Um, Things didn't work out in the, in, the, in the fellowship and ministry that I had just been in. And I had gotten to a crossroads, so I didn't even know what to do next. And one day my husband came to me and he said, Sylvia, we're going to put you on the radio. And I said, really? Yeah, we're going to take these radio programs to our local radio station and put you on the radio. And I said, wow, can we pay for that? Isn't that expensive? Well, we're just going to trust God. We, we don't know how it's going to work out. We don't even know where the money's going to come from, but we never have. We've always just trusted God for these things. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to venture out in faith and trust God. And bless the Lord, He has put us all over, basically, mostly the East Coast, but sometimes some in out West as well, and down now in even in New Orleans and Memphis as well. So in, in Nashville, and not only Nashville, He's put us... Uh, in South Carolina before, and he's put us in um, Norfolk, Virginia. So we've been around, have radio all over. And so we just thank the Lord for that. But then he opened up this internet, this computer way. And that came through my son, Dave. And I, we just want to praise the Lord for, for him, the very son that I had to believe for that went through a real hard time himself. And we had to believe by faith who he really was. And as we stood by faith, my husband and I, and now he has opened this up to the whole body of Christ. Through, and, and I get emails from South Africa, from the Netherlands, from uh, Malaysia, from different parts of the world. People are asking, are seeing our programs and wanting these, 
these pro the this teaching and our materials for themselves so it's our privilege to be able to share this with the body of christ and uh, do we always have the finances no do we it's not our principle to ask for finances and you might think well i even had somebody say to me one time sylvia uh, you never asked for any money so i thought you didn't even need any and i thought well our principle and our policy is always to put the heat on God and not on God's people. So, yeah, we, we run pretty short a lot of times, but we're not depending on God's people apart from the Holy Spirit of God. So it's, it's ha as the Holy Spirit leads you, we are thankful to be able to receive. And yes, we are a tax-exempt ministry, so we're glad to be able to share that tax exemption with whoever might be led by the Holy Spirit to give out of their heart to help us uh, uh, bring this liberating truth to the whole world, to the whole world, the whole gospel, to the whole world, uh, to the whole man. So, and we also have, and, and much has come out of it. We also, and now I do, minister, I do women's retreats twice a year. I do that with my precious friends. Uh, uh, we have, we do that in, um, uh, Polly's Island, South Carolina. Um, and uh, we have conferences here in Louisville. We are thank the Lord for that. There's many teachers that are now rising and that's really what God has given me to do to help encourage not only his, just his people, but also the people that feel like they're called. They want to teach this, this truth. And I'm here to be able to encourage you and help you in your ministry. Do we have a whole lot of people that are like in our ministry? You know, our main ministry is to get you on the road. It's not to gather us, gather around so that we can, we can brag about our numbers. It's basically to, to encourage you in your particular area so that you can start sharing and giving the liber liberating truths. Now, I've done 37 programs on Christ Our Life's scriptural bases. Now, this is 37 videos, and we also have it on radio on, um, to, to the body of Christ. Now, what... This gives the whole teaching from the beginning all the way through to intercession. It gives the whole teaching that I teach. And you might want to gather some people in. And it's, they're 30-minute programs, and you can pull them up through your computer, up on your TV screen. We do it here. And for 30 minutes, you can listen to a teaching. And I also have commentaries and scriptural references, and you can actually have a Bible study around these teachings if you would like to do this in your area. I would love to encourage you. Also, we also have what we call UVU, and it's like webinars. And we're, we're going to begin to do webinars where we can have different people in different parts of the world, and maybe they will have their friends in, in their particular home, and they can show it, you know, on their TV, and we can have um, interaction all over the world. You have been listening to The Liberating Secret with Sylvia Pierce. We want to send a special thank you to all our supporters who make this program possible. If you have been blessed by this program and would like to contact Sylvia, you can write her at P.O. Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky, 40253. That's Post Office Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky, 40253. 
You can also find more of Sylvia's teachings on her website. The web address is www.theliberatingsecret.com. That's www.theliberatingsecret.com. And be sure to listen again right here Monday through Friday at the same time for The Liberating Secret with author and teacher Sylvia Pierce. So until next time, may God richly bless you. Falling on the knees.